You know, there's going to come a day that we're all going to fly away. Whether it be, whether it be by being here t- too long or by when he shows up. Because he said that those that's alive will be caught up in the air to be with the Lord. So we're all going to fly away someday. And you know, he's coming. And I've, I, this is in my own mind. I think when he comes, those people that passes on in death, they fly away that day. And he's come for them that day. But you know, we're all going to be caught up in the air to be with the Lord. Isn't it wonderful to know that you've got someone coming for you? Because it's a terrible thing to be lonely and without anybody. But I think this will get us all stirred up. And uh, we'll take and uh, feel better after we sing it. Are we ready? Some glad morning when this life is over, I'll fly away to a home on God's little shows. I'll fly away. I'll fly away, oh glory, I'll fly away in the morning when I die, hallelujah, by and by, I'll fly away, hallelujah, when the shadow of this life is gone, I'll fly away. Like a bird from prison bars is flown, I'll fly away. I'll fly away, oh glory, I'll fly away in the morning when I die, hallelujah, by and by, I'll fly away. Just a few more weary days in these, I'll fly away to a land where joy shall never end. I'll fly away. I'll fly away, oh glory. I'll fly away in the morning when I die. Hallelujah, by and by, I'll fly away. Glory to God. Hallelujah. How many of you feel like flying today? Glory. Hallelujah. You know, I feel the spirit here this morning. And I know the joy of the Lord is my strength. And you know, as Brother Lee says, these aren't the things that he chooses to do. But this is a time that he's going through. And he knows in whom he's put his trust. And so we as a group here, as the body of Christ, we know in whom we've put our trust. It's in Christ Jesus. There's none of us here doing anything for anybody but for the service of the Lord. And that's when we come here to worship and to do the service of the Lord is as unto the Lord. Even if we're doing it to another person. And this is what I want us 
expound on today, that when we come to Christ, we become as what Christ did. We become a servant, not only to God, but we come, become a servant to each other. And that's what I want to emphasize on this morning. As for the sister who's got her son that she's so grieved about, I think a mother can not get grieved over anything worse than what she can over her children because she is what brought them into the world. She is the one that heard their first cries, and she uh, more than likely heard their first breath. So this morning... I want to read these things to you from Psalms 124 because I want you to know that everything has a twofold message. It's not only spiritual, but it's physical. And these things has went on before us, but the fulfillment of the Gentile nations, that's what Gentiles, other, uh, Gentiles means other nations, that there was a physical Israel, and we are that spiritual Israel. And every scripture is given to you by inspiration, and whether it be physical or whether it be spiritual, when you read God's word, take it both ways. Because the Israelites, they lived through these things, and because of their going since there's no children in here after whoring after other gods, God turned from them. And that's why you and I have the chance to come to God because he turned to other nations, the Gentiles. But this morning I'm here to tell you that the Gentile nations, other nations, time is about out. And he's coming back. And he's going to turn back to Israel. And there's a lot of Israel people that is accepting Jesus Christ. This is what they would not do. They would not accept Jesus Christ. He said, oh, Israel, oh, Israel, how often I would, but you would not. And he says that to us in a spiritual aspect this morning. And all those that don't accept Christ as their Savior, he said to you, spiritual Israel, oh, Israel, oh, spiritual Israel, how often I would, but you would not. He said, no man comes to the Father, uh, no one comes unless the Father draws him. He draws people, but they don't always accept. And he said that he would eventually not do it anymore. And we're living in the day and the time that we're going to get to see those things happen for this reason. Because our time's almost up. You know, it's like a clock from 12 to 12, and when that one minute to 12 comes, there's only that one more minute. And when it's up, it's up. But today, I'm here to tell you God loves you, to bring hope into your life. And you know, as Robert read that first scripture in his uh, pamphlet today, I intended to read that. 
because you know the hope. God said that our faith, how big has our faith got to be? As a grain of mustard seed. Just Does anybody know how small a grain of mustard seed is? Okay. That's what God says, our faith. But you know what is another thing? Is the flesh is weak, but the spirit's willing. And when this old body gets weak, we think the world's against us. We don't have a friend. But I'm going to tell you this morning that you have a friend. You had a friend before you ever came into this world. He knew you before you was ever born. And that's Jesus Christ. And he come even when you were in your sins. He so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That's how much he loved you even before you ever were. So do you think if he loved you that much before you were, and when you still were in sin, do you think for one minute when you're trying and you're struggling and the enemies come against you that he don't love you today? He loves you more today than he ever loved you before because he is your savior. He's your uh, confidant. He's the one you can go to when you can't go to nobody else with in confidence knowing, knowing that it isn't going to be told to somebody else for someone else to judge you or to gossip about you. You can go to God. You can go to, through Jesus Christ to God. He's your advocator. He's constantly pleading your case. He's your lawyer. He came that, that we all might be set free, free indeed. And you know, if you're sitting and worrying about your faith, you're worrying about your bills, you're worrying about your child, you're not free. Because why? The enemy is here to torment you. He came to steal and to destroy. And who did he come to destroy? The children of God the most. He don't care about the sinners out there because he's already got them. He's working on you. What did he do to Jesus? I'm going to read to you in a few minutes about what he did to Jesus when he was at the vulnerable after he came uh, to Jesus and what he offered him. And that's what he does to you and me when we're weak and we've been without food. He wants to get us while we're down. Because if he can get you while you're weak, he can hang on to you. But I'm going to read here in Psalms 124. It says, if it had not been, this is Israel, if it had not been for the Lord who was on our side, now may Israel say, if it had not been the Lord who was on our side, when men rose up against us, then they had swallowed us up quick. When their wrath or their anger was kindled against us, then the waters had overwhelmed us, and the stream had gone over our soul. Then the proud or the raging waters had gone over our soul. They would have swept us away. But be the Lord who hath not given us a prey to their teeth. Our soul escapes the bird out of the snare and the fowlers, and the snare is broken, and we are escaped. He's an ever ready in a time of trouble 
to deliver you out of the enemy's hands. And he says, our help is in the name of the Lord who made heaven and earth. So this morning, I got good news for you. Jesus loves you, helps on the way. If you're battling something that you've been battling for a while, it's not going to take too long. God's going to deliver you out of that affliction because that's he's in that business. That's the business he's in. He come that we all might be set free. And if we, the enemy can keep us bound down, you're not free. And I want you to start praising God for your freedom in, in Christ Jesus because that's who paid that awful price for us. Today, as we take and uh, uh, come into the sanctuary, you know, I, I like it when I come here to church, to the sanctuary, because uh, when I come through those doors, it's just what it says, a sanctuary. And I come here and I leave what I come troubled with outside those doors. And I set myself aside to focus not on myself, but on God. I come here to worship him and put my mind up on him. So, you know, today that's what we have to do. We have to leave our troubles on the outside. And I know each one in this church has some kind of problem that they're having to deal with. Because why? We're all human. And the enemy's not going to leave you alone as long as you're going higher and higher with God. He's not going to leave you alone because he wants to draw you back down lower and lower with him. And he'd like to get you back to the gutter in which we've all came. I don't care how good you think you are. You're not as good as you think you are. Because we all come from a place that we needed uh, help. That's why he drawed us unto him. He's seen that we had a need, and he reached out that hand for us. And you know what? I'm going to give you all a great big hand, or you can give yourself a big hand, because you're smart enough to accept. You know, you took that big step and accepted. Let's turn to Matthew, uh, the third chapter. 16 and 17. And this kind of leads up to what I was telling you that I'm going to bring forth, how the enemy comes against you. And that's why God can understand your problems this morning because he's been there and he's done that. You know, I always say that to others. Until you walk a mile in a man's shoes, you can't understand how he feels. And that's why it's so much better for someone that's already walked in, in that man's shoes to go to him because he truly knows how that man feels. I can't go to somebody that's done some of the things they've done if I haven't already done them and been delivered from them. But that person that's been there and done that can go to him and he can sympathize with him and give him compassion. You know? And that's that's the best thing about the experiences we have in life, whether they're good or whether they're bad. Sometimes they're not too good. And sometimes they're really bad. 
But you know, I got good news for you this morning. We got a Savior. He came to set you free from all the afflictions that's brought upon you. Okay. Matthew, third chapter, 16th verse. And Jesus, when he was baptized, went up straightway out of the water. And lo, the heavens were opened unto him. And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lightening upon him. And lo, a voice come from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. Well, you know, the enemy didn't like that. He said, Then Jesus led up of the Spirit unto the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, he was afterward hungered. And when the tempter came to him, he said, If thou be the Son of God, command that these stones be made bread. But he answered and he said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. And then the devil taketh him up into the holy city and setteth him on a pinnacle pinnacle of of the temple. And said unto him, If thou be the Son of God, cast thyself down, for it is written, He shall give his angels charge concerning thee. And in their hands they shall bear thee up, lest at any time thou dash thy foot against the stone. You know, he had it all worked out. He wanted him to do what he wanted him to do. He's even leading up telling there's a way for you to to, uh, escape. You know, the plan's already in, in motion. And Jesus said unto him, it is written, again, Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. And again the devil taketh him up into the exceeding high mountain and and showeth him all the kingdoms of the world and the glory of them. And saith unto him, All these things will I give thee if thou wilt fall down and worship me. Then saith Jesus unto him, Get thee hence, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. Then the devil leaveth him, and behold, angels came and ministered unto him. Isn't it wonderful, angels, this morning? Do you know, you think there's few in numbers here? Glory to God. But there is a numerous amount of angels encamping about you. And this morning, you need to know, I don't care if you're home, if you're in your car, or if you're in this sanctuary, there's a numerous amount of angels encamped about you. You know, there's sometimes I'm driving and I do something stupid, and I think I should have gotten in a wreck. But you know who I know pulled me out of that mess? It was my Savior who goes with me. And how do I know that he goes with me? Because he lives within me. He's not on the side. I don't know of him. I know him. And this morning, that's what I wish for everyone in this uh, sanctuary. If you don't know Christ as your personal Savior and you know you can depend on him, get closer and closer. You will never get too close to God, I'm telling you. There's always room for more. You know, the joy of the Lord is your strength. 
And as Laquita said this morning, she wanted to get excited about something. This is something for her to get excited about. Christ lives within her, and he will quicken that mortal body of hers. You know, but I know what she's saying because she's beat down. She's wore out because of the things she's had to do. But she's a blessing. She is a blessing. She brings joy to her family. She brings joy to those people that she takes. You don't know what you do for somebody else when you become a servant of the Lord. You bring joy into their life. And it's not about us. It's not about us at all. We need to forget about us and think about others because we are servants as unto the Lord. Everything you do for somebody else, you do it as unto the Lord. He said, how would you know that you weren't entertaining angels? We don't know. That's why I know sometimes that people get aggravated about these men and women sitting on these corners collecting this money. And I do too. When we go to the same ones, we see the same people. We know they've made a career out of it. Or I'm not even saying they've made a career, but somebody that's governing over them has made a career out of it, and they are forcefully out there collecting money for someone else. But you know, when I give money to anything or anybody, whether it be church people, whether it be someone just out on the street, I do it as unto the Lord. Because he said, how do you know? Because as much as you do this to them, that you're not doing it as unto me. So you know you know what's in your heart when you give it. And after you give it to them, that's their responsibility as to what they do. It leaves your hands to theirs. And if they don't do the right thing, they're going to fall in the hands of God. So this morning, just don't worry about the things of the world. Let's worry about us and the things of God. That's within us. Because this is where one day we're going to stand before Christ. And he's going to say, well done, my good and faithful servant. What did he say? Well done, my good and faithful. This is what I want you to get in your heart. Servant. We all are servants to one another. And we need to take and understand It isn't who's up here in the pulpit at the front of the church and who's the leader and who's the king or who's the queen, but it is the servant that's the most, most important in this church. And we all are servants. Because as I was asked to do this for Brother Lee, you know what? I do it as unto God, as a servant of God. I'm a servant of Brother Lee today. And I'm a servant of God. But I do it as unto God because I was asked to do it for the church. So you see what it is? I could say, no, i got way too much to do. I'm not going to do it. But, you know, let me get a drink here because I really want to explain something to you. When I come to this church, and I don't know how many of you remember it, Brother Lee wanted me to speak or wanted to, if I had something to say. And I said, no, I come to listen. 
I've been in a church my whole life where that I've been thrown up in the pulpit, either singing. I've had to do the singing. I've had to do the testimony. And sometimes they would like for me to do some of the speaking. But I was a teacher, so I didn't. I escaped the, the pulpit because I teach the class. So I came here trying to escape from doing the things, and I had prayed for the church I was going to. Lord, if it be your will and we keep the church open, that you do what you're going to do. Because we, if we were few in number, this is a big crowd compared to where I was in church, and the church wasn't being added to. And so, you know, I wanted to, and my sister is 80-some years old, and her husband's in her 90s, and he's blind. And, you know, in the Word, God said to Peter, and there wasn't no young ones coming up behind us to take over. That's why it's important that we get young people in here that can take over these responsibilities because we're all growing older. And uh, I said, there's no one to take over. I didn't want the responsibility. So it so happened her husband fell and broke his hip. Well, that not only hindered him, it hindered her. Then she couldn't do it. Then she got sick. And when she got sick, the doors had to be closed. Because I was, that was not my cup of tea. I didn't want to do that. But I knew when that church closed, I needed to be in the church. And so I come here to worship. So do you see sometimes what you try to escape? Do you see how you try to escape something from God? And now where am I? I've been thrown up here in this pulpit. Glory to God. But you know, it's not my desire. It's because of the things that has come against Brother Lee. And God knows all things. And we have to understand that God's in control. And you know, when it's Lee's time to be back here, God's going to bring him back. And in that time, I hope all of you can tolerate and pray for me that I can do the job that's set before me. Because you know, Maybe somebody's eyes, this is not too big. It's a great thing for me. And it's a great thing for Brother Lee. And when you come to the church and there's few in number, and you've prepared for your sermon today, and there's no one to listen to it, I'd like to say it don't bother you. But it does. Like Brother Lee, he said, well, it's okay. Like my husband said, well, it bothers me. So, you know, I'm glad Wendy brought her mother. I'm glad that he brought his friend back there. Oh, his, his wife. Okay. And, uh, well, this, this is the first time. <laughs> Maybe other people knew. I didn't know. But I'm glad she's here, and I hope she makes it another trip to come back, all of you, and bring somebody else with you. Not for my sake, but I want the church to grow in number. He said that he would add to the church daily as should be. Glory to God. And we got two new people today. So besides all the wonderful people that comes all the time. And I am so thankful for the faithfulness. And I'm so thankful that Regina's back. Because I want her back in her position. She's got a place. And every one of us, if you want to do a job, you get with Ronnie. He'll put your name on it. We'll find you a job, all right, because there's a lot of jobs in this church to be done, you know. So 
You know, ask God what would he have you to do. That's what I want you to do, is ask God what would he have you to do, not what we want you to do. Because what we want you to do maybe not be what God wants at all. But this morning I bring you good news. God loves you. He loves you way more than you'll ever know. And I'll tell you what, and he loves me. And he loves us way more than we deserve. If it wasn't for grace, that unmerited favor from God, we'd all be out there still lost. But this morning, I've got good news for you. He loves you. He loves you so much that he sent his only begotten son. So don't, don't sell him short. Don't sell him short this morning. He's here just because we don't see him. What did he say hope was? Things hoped for, not yet seen. We don't see him, but glory to God, we feel him. Because why? He lives within you. He's, you when, that, when you come through that door, this building was a building until you walked through that door. Because you know who you brought with you? You brought Christ with you. And when you come in here now, you not only brought him, but I want to tell you something else if you didn't know it. When you come in this building, who do you think walks in here with you besides Christ? He comes in and he makes himself right, seat right by you. He knows that word better than you do. And he'll use it on it just like he did Christ. And he's going to get you when you're down. So when you're down, because he knows the flesh is weak, glory to God, you know the Spirit's willing. And I don't care if you've got faith of a mustard seed. If you don't know it, get you a mustard seed. Set that thing there, and you look at it every day. You say, that's all it takes. That's all it takes is a grain of a mustard seed, and I got faith. But God, build my faith. Bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And he'll not leave you or forsake you. And help is on the way. You know, Hezekiah was on his bed and the angel brought him a message that he was going to die. But he prayed and asked God to spare him. Well, the angel Gabriel was gone. And I believe it was around 15 days or so. It was a while. And he come back to Hezekiah. And he said, I'd have been back sooner. Because he added 15 years to his life. He said, God's going to add 15 years to your life. And I'd have been back sooner. But I got engaged in a fight. Why? Because the enemy did not want him getting that message. He didn't want that going to him because that gave him new hope to get up out of that bed and to revive himself. So I'm here to tell you this morning, don't give up. Look up because God is on your side. He said, if it had not have been for God on your side, where would you be? He keeps all your enemies away. And the sun drives the cloudy day away. And then he rocks you in the cradle of his arms. 
So where would you be today if it had not have been for Christ on your side? We'd all be out there wandering in the world lost is where we'd be. But thank God he reached out his hand for us. And now where are we at? We're sitting in the sanctuary of the seven-day Bible church. And aren't you thankful for this church? I'm thankful for this church. Because, you know, when my church closed down, I wanted to find a church around my house, which is out by Jinx. I didn't want to drive a long ways to church. But I knew when that church closed down, I needed to be in church. You know, we can get real contrary when we don't go to church. I mean, because we need to be in hearing the Word of God. We can read the Word, but it's not the same as fellowshipping with one another. Because why? We draw strength from one another. That's why it's important that we come to church. So here we come. And like I come, I come so that I could sit back there in that pew. (laughs) I didn't want to do nothing. I wanted to come here and be fed the Word. I didn't care about them potlucks. I didn't come to eat. I come to be fed of the Word of God. That's, that's my thinking. Not anything against the potlucks. <laughs> but I think everybody knows my view on that. <laughs> and it is a lot of work on the women. And Anitra and Laquita and all of them that does all this long time cooking. I usually go by and pick up Kentucky chicken. So you ain't going to get that real good fried chicken from me. That's it. <laughs> But, and my husband, I said, well, we can go into church, but we don't have to stay to eat dinner. I said, we don't have to stay, but you want to stay and socialize. This is our conversation. And he said, yeah, I'd like to. So, and to please my husband, we'd stay. And it is, I've had good fellowships. I always had good fellowships when I stayed. But it was just the idea, I come here to be fed the Word of God. And that's what I come to eat. I want it. And Brother Lee is an excellent preacher. Excellent. He can preach that word uh, where it can get deep down in your soul. And it can raise you up out of that bench. And you know, God knows what he's doing. He's in charge and I have faith in God. And today I'm here and I need more faith today than I needed yesterday. And I need more Sunday than I needed Saturday. I need more Monday than I needed Sunday. Every day I need more faith. Because this job, or I say this position, I'm not going to say it's a job because I love God. This position I've been put in, praise God, is as unto the Lord. You know, and like I say, I pray that you all pray for me daily. Because it's a struggle sometimes for me to get in and I try to get these things together and get them lined up. And then I get back in there and I find something else. But today, as, as I brought the word to you today, I feel like I've shared the things, not only physically but spiritually. And we all are children of God and we're all servants of God. So today as we go out into the four corners of the world, wherever we might go. Look around see if there's somebody you can serve today. Forget about your troubles. Because you know what? There's somebody out there worse off than you are. You can always find somebody worse off than you are, whether it be physically, financially, or 
you know, like I said, there's a twofold message to every scripture that's in the Word, and you have to apply it whichever way it fits. But today, let's quit thinking about ourselves, and let's start thinking about others. Because you know what? And you start fulfilling the needs of others, you're going to see a miracle in your own life. God's going to raise you up. So this morning as I close, or as I turn it back to Brother Dustin, I'd like for Sarah to come up, and I'd like you to, uh, for him to bring something forth that if you need more faith, you need to be prayed for, or if there's somebody that you need to pray for, come up and and let us all join together and and let's pray for the needs of each and every one because life's more than us and we need to lift up each other and we need to lift up as a nation above all we need to lift up our president he's going through living hell and I hate to say it that way but he is and I don't care how good he gets the economy I don't care how good he works in foreign countries he's never going to get no credit and you don't, I mean, they thrive off of the, what, I got you. Anything he does, I got you. And that's what they strive off from. And when you have uh, people in office that went there to be a servant for us people, working against us people, you know, I, I say I have compassion towards the DACA people. They were brought here not of their own, but they're here. I have compassion for it. But when our Part of our government had, cares more about the people that's here illegal than they do about the people that lives here. Something's wrong with that picture. You know, we are. He's got in his mind America first. And I pray it's not that he don't have no compassion on other countries. He does. He's trying to do all he can do to bring them all back in alignment that we all can live safely and not worry about being blowed off of the map. But no... We got a party in there that works against him constantly. And I wonder what they're thinking of. But see, they're not working for the people. Like they said, and I hate to say this, but they said blacks are more employed today since he's been in office than ever before. Ever before. Because why? He's not just got his mind upon the white man, which they're trying to focus. Everything's racial to them. That's the only word they know is race, you know. And that's, you, you can have uh, people of color on TV that will defend him and say he's not a racist. He's for all people, and he wants us all to succeed in life, even though he's wealthy. You tell me how many of those politicians that went up there and worked for nothing. None of them. But he's there working for nothing, and he's taken more plaque than any of them I've ever experienced in my time, and I'm 77 years old. But we need to pray for the leaders of our land. The Bible tells us to. But let's pray for our president and lift him up because he needs it. I don't know anybody could take the beating that he's taken and still come out, do his speaking, and trying to do something. He's trying to work with them because he did. They opened that camera to the, to the media the other day, and he's there willing to listen. But he knows what he wants to do to protect this country. 
And every country most generally has them borders. London now is wanting to put their borders up because why? They've let so many uh, immigrants into there and look at all the problems that they've had. So everybody wants a border. Mexico's got a border up, and that's why they don't have the inflow in their country that comes out of their country into our country is because they already have a southern border. So you know what? As Americans, this is our country. This is our land. He said, if my people that is called by my name will humble themselves and pray, then I'll heal their land. This is our land. We were born here. We're born and bred here in America. This is our America. And we need to lift it up to God each and every day. Brother Dustin. Thank you, Brenda. You had a great message for us. Praise God. If you all, if, let's, let's end the service this way. And I'll put it like this. If, if you feel like you came to the service and, and you got what you wanted out of it, David, there's been many, many times throughout the Bible that men of God would have prayer and they would call. And other times, Sister Brenda last week called for a fast. I don't, I don't, I won't ask a show of hands, but how you know, there's there's probably a good number of us that fasted. Uh, that was a great idea, and it was a great principle. And that fast came through and I fasted a meal and I was thankful for it. I was thankful that I had an opportunity to fast for a purpose and it was a good thing. So right now, I'm going to call for the church body. I'm going to call for the body to pray. I want us to pray that uh, for several things. So I'm not going to say any specific thing right now. Okay, But what I want us to do is I want to pray unitedly that Jesus Christ be upon us and his hand be upon us that his holy spirit will lead us and guide us as individuals that we might make a difference that his work can be done through us and as we pray i just want you to think about the things that you want to do for god the things that you want to do for your fellow man and i want you to ask god to help you with the legs of those prayers to help you go out and do it so as we pray here let's let's do this let's turn our eyes upon god dear heavenly father God, we call upon you. We call upon that bread of heaven. God, we know that your word through Jesus tells us so many things. That he lived this life here on earth to show us the love that we had for our fellow brothers. And many of those uh, lessons that we learned was just uh, simple lessons that he taught to others there. And we have understand it, Lord, but we know that... Uh, we can ask all these things in thy name and they'll be given to us. Lord, we're asking that this service, that the message that Brenda preached and the, the principles that I got out of it was that we're in service to you, Lord. We have a job to do. We have a job to do for our fellow man and for our brethren. And it is upon your principles, the word of God that lasts forever. So God, give us the understanding that we may not have today. That understanding that we may not have exactly tomorrow or the next day. But God, we're praying that on down the road, upon your time, Lord, that you'll give us that will. You'll give us the legs to our prayers. That we will be able to do the will of God. We'll do it at any cost. That'll be our cry today. Jesus, we call upon 
upon your power and upon your Holy Spirit. We, we call upon that blood that was shed at Calvary's cross, that it be not in vain. That this whole world that suffers today, that people are suffering for the financial distress. And I see it everywhere. I see a country... And I see uh, my, my brothers and sisters in Christ even that, that might be having a financial burden. And that financial burden, God, I, I pray that you lift it today. And there's faith out here right now as we're praying that we will pray as a body and we'll say, God, bless our finances. God, I, I want to also pray, God, for our health. Everybody in this church knows somebody that needs prayer for health. We have so many members, and we are a small body, God, this, as this building is concerned. But God, as the body of Christ, we're many. We are many today, and we are strong because we have the word that says that by your stripes we are healed. We're healed today. We're healed. Our pastor is healed where he is today. He will be back with us, God. And I know it's according to your principles and it's according to your will. God, as Brenda was preaching today, I felt the sense of urgency to say, listen to my word. Listen to the words that she's saying to me today. So, God, I hope and I hope and I pray that others are the same way. That, that sense of urgency will say, hey, now today is the day of thy salvation. Let's make our calling and election sure. Let's do those things that are according to the will of God. God, I'm also I'm praying for the mental stability of many of us. I mean, many of us are struggling right now, God. We've, we've walked some hard days. We've seen our loved ones beaten and battered. We've seen our sons and our daughters given up to drugs and to alcohol. Jesus, I'm praying right now that your hand be upon all of those. And those ones that are standing here today by faith, God, that there is no power of addiction. That a power of addiction is bound by the blood of Jesus. Your name is above those things. And those things that, are, that bind us up in the flesh are cast out. God, I'm also calling right now, Lord, that the spiritual wickedness that has come upon the church body be cast away. All of those things that distract us from being closer to you, when that devil lies to us just like he lied to you, when he took you up on that mount, when he took you upon those high places, God, and your knee did not bow to him. Lord, we're standing here by the same faith. We're not bowing to those powers of Satan and that spiritual wickedness that comes upon us. But we're going to say we're going to hold to those principles of God that are true, that are fast. Those things, God, that we know that you want for us to do and the way you want us to live our life. God, we're standing fast upon it. God, we may falter. We may, we may, we may take those steps away that we shouldn't. But God, your Holy Spirit and that great drawing power pulls us right back where we ought to be. God, we're standing on those principles today. God, I know that as that body of this church is, is hurt, we are weak by the flesh, but our spirit is so strong. And when we have this group that's praying in unity today for our spirit, God, you are here to answer our prayers. God, everything that anybody is praying here in the pews that are sitting in this church, you grant them, God. Well, I'm praying, God, that you grant it because your word says it shall be that anything that we shall ask in thy name that you'll give it to us, Lord. We're asking God right now for everything to come right now. Uh, praise God. We, I, I feel the Spirit of the Lord here this morning in the service. And I want to sing this little song. I just want to sing a little song. Just as the lady, when she reached out to you, God, she had that measure of faith that Brenda preached about she wasn't probably an everyday 
Christian to any extent, but she had enough faith that she knew, Lord, when you was walking by, that she could reach out and if she could just touch the hem of your garment, that you would her her answers to her prayers would be given to her. God, I want to sing this little song today, and I want us to all stand. Isaiah says, says, cry aloud, spare not, show my people their transgressions. Praise God, we got to be bold in Christ. Reach out and touch the Lord as He goes by. Well, you will find He's not too busy. Just to hear your heart cry Well, he's passing by this moment All your needs he'll supply Reach out and touch the Lord As he goes by Reach out Touch the Lord as He goes by. Well, you will find He's not too busy just to hear your heart's cry. Well, He's passing by this moment. All your needs He'll supply. Reach out touch the Lord as He goes by. Praise God. Hallelujah. Dear Heavenly Father, as we're coming to the close of the service, God, as we've served you and we've served our brothers, God, I'm asking that you be with each and every one of us when we walk out that door, that the message would not be in vain, that we would take it to heart. Our spirits, Lord, have been moved today, that you've moved upon us just like as you move upon the waters of this earth. God, we're asking for those special things to go out with us, God, that we can do your will. And Lord, I pray that we be back in in the house of the Lord next Sabbath. God, that according to your will, 
that we will be ready to receive more of that word then. And throughout the week, I pray, God, that you deal with us individually as you will, that we would be able to live life that you have given us a good purpose for our life. We would, with those things that tend to bind us and keep us down, God, I'm asking that those fall away as we draw closer to you. In Jesus' name, amen.